Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Empower Podcast. This is a disclaimer. This is no substitute for medical or nursing advice. Please report any concerns to your PCP. If you don't know what that is, it's a primary care provider. Anyways, the Empower Podcast. We are a podcast run by healthcare professionals for healthcare professionals with a goal of raising and transparency and awareness in the healthcare field and to empower everyone through our way. Our current goal right now is July 11th is to have legislation passed in the state of Colorado mandating employers to provide the support and financial backing uh, for employee, well, employee wellness of a minimum of two wellness days for all healthcare professionals. That's from environmental all the way up to doctor, a minimum deposit uh, put into an HSA account per quarter that is tax exempt. And then the establishment of a retaliation department that is run by a third party for each healthcare system throughout the United States. Do you know any healthcare professionals who would benefit from hearing a podcast like this? If so, please invite them to check it out on their preferred platform of choice. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, and beyond. Our goal is to continue running the podcast with healthcare professionals at the helm, and we're always looking for new voices to join the conversation. Even if your friends are just curious, they can listen on their preferred platform preferred platform of choice, having a day here, folks, and send feedback to the Empower One email. That's the word Empower, the letter A is in alpha, one at proton, P-R-O-T-O-N dot M-E. We've got nice juicy episodes here, and just currently I uh, was able to attend the Psychedelic Science Conference at the Denver Convention Center this past week. If you haven't gone back, you're curious about it, you can go ahead and take a listen anytime. We're available on your preferred platform. We have a new guest here. This is Linda. Hi, Linda. Hi. And Linda, where are you coming to us from? I'm in Virginia right now, Fairfax, Virginia. Wow. All right, folks. Uh, thank you for coming on for sure. Let me see here. All right, folks, here we go. Now you know Linda. Now you know where she's from. Now it's time to sit back, be yourself no matter what, and get ready to be empowered. All right, Linda, this is a part of the show where we give a big thank you to all the members of the healthcare team. They know who they are. You're truly number one. Uh, we love you very much. Is there anybody you'd like to give a special shout out to, Linda? Yes. Right now, I want to shout out to Leanne Myers. Uh, she's a lady that I met from the Nurses Transforming Healthcare. And her quote is, once a nurse, always a nurse. Wow. That is powerful. Yep. This is the part of the show where I ask myself, Brett, do you feel empowered? And the answer is truly yes. You said it was Leanne, correct? Yes. Leanne. Wow. Leanne, shout out to you. Glad to hear you here and hear of you here as well. Linda, can you tell us a little bit about your background and your passion uh, for healthcare or whatever profession you had within it? I'm a registered nurse. Uh, I was worked as actively as a nurse for 50 years before I retired. I'm 85 years old now. And since retirement, I've become a mentor for wellness and longevity. I'm writing a book uh, called The Spirit of Healing. And I'm active in uh, Leanne's organization which is a nurses transforming healthcare. So I'm, I'm 
I'm still active in nursing. And I'm still active in life. And it's still possible, right? Oh, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've got 20 years to go. I'm not going to just watch television. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> got got things, things to do, things to talk about. That's it. An agenda yeah. to keep. I get it. All right. So this is the part of the show, Linda, where we ask the guest, what, in your opinion, is happening in healthcare? Well, I want to talk about um, healthcare on a personal basis to begin. It's like, I believe, you know, that all healthcare workers, not just nurses, are healers. And everyone can be a healer. Anyone who's ever kissed a boo-boo <laughs> to make it better is a healer. And some of us just do it more and more. Uh, you know, have it be a center focus in our life and not so much on the sideline. Um, but I love nurses. I, I just love working with nurses. I think nurses are dedicated. They care about people. They love people. Now, love and caring is what heals. Um, my mom was a nurse. She graduated from the class of 1924. And uh, I graduated the class of 1959. Now, when I was in school, my classmates and I, you know, we'd go to my house. And I remember one time asking my mom, you know, we were complaining. We didn't ask her anything. We were complaining about the hard work and the homework and the blah, blah, blah. And she said, oh, stop it. You girls have it so easy. You work eight hours a day. We had to work 12. She said, besides, if we couldn't heal them with aspirin and ice cubes, she said they would die. You've got penicillin. <laughs> and I was like, yes, we do. <laughs> so, you know, the, the uh, you know, and now I look at nurses. I, I go into an ICU. And I'm just totally amazed uh, at the level of the concentration that goes on and, and, um, and how the nurses work together and with the patients. And I'm, I'm just amazed at that. It's, it's like a whole new world for me. So, you know, I hear a lot about nurses burning out. And, uh, and we do. I have a couple of times when I kind of burned out in, a, in certain jobs. I uh, I found my niche, though, uh, in home health nursing. It was very independent. The doctors respected us a lot. I worked with an excellent group of nurses. And what I liked about it was I could work at my own level of expertise with a patient. And if I had a question... Um, I could always find a, a, a teammate or, you know, another nurse that was stronger in that area than I was. For instance, I was a psychiatric nurse and I was, um, did some med surge, but I certainly was not a pulmonary specialist, but I worked closely with one who was. So if I had a patient that had, you know, that I didn't understand breath sounds, I could ask that other nurse to come in and cover for me for a day. And uh, so we all worked together as a team, which was totally amazing. So I loved home health. I did that for my last 30 years of nursing. 
Um, so what I started to talk about was burnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can speak to burnout. And, and yeah, and I think burnout has to do with, you know, actually the being of being a nurse. You know, we start out, you know, we go to school, we get our education, we, we have a diploma, we get a job. And then we go to work and we do all the jobs that have to be done. There's treatments, medications, there's all kinds of stuff that we need to do during the day. But the being of being a nurse is about the love. You know, the times when I got burned out were because the times when I had so much to do, that there was no time to actually be with the people that I cared about. I was with my patients, but I was doing this and doing that, and there was no time to actually listen to them. If you can listen to your patients, you can discover so much about them, what their needs are, you know, what you can do for them. And just the listening is healing. Just that they know that somebody heard what their concern is. You're so right. That's another thing. That yeah. is, wow. That's another thing. Yeah. It's another thing my mom taught me. I remember one time we went home, three or four of us went to my place and we lived near, I lived near the school. And uh, one of the nurses, one of my classmates said to my mom, you know, what do you do about the patients that are old crocs? And my mother said, what's that dear? And she said, you know, the cranky ones and you know, and I filled in the ones that you can't seem to please. And somebody else said, you know, the ones that are always complaining. And my mother said, oh, they're not old crocs. They're just scared. She said, and some of them are scared to death. And I got it. Yeah. You know, that you go into a hospital and you're alone. Yeah. It's a scary place to be. It's the worst of the worst, too. A, right? <laughs> like... Yeah. I, I want to, yeah, just if I can contribute, but like, like f- not only physiologically is it at your worst, because that's usually what something, something came up, right? And that's why you're there physiologically. But then you're right. There's that other connection with the mind, right? And how that could, mm-hmm. that influence overall on care and the, the patient experience, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And you're not, not, and you're with the mind, but you're also with the person's heart. Mm. You're with their soul. You know, and it's like so hard nowadays for nurses since the hospitals took over, you know, gave over the administration to financial managers. Um, you know, nurses are are cut out and expected to to do twice as much as we were expected to do, you know, 10 years ago. You know, I, if I have time, I'd like to say an example. Oh, no, we have plenty of time. We're, we're only 10 minutes in. These have gone 30 minutes. And for folks who are potentially thinking about coming on here, there are ways to go beyond that. So don't even worry about it, please. And that's the thing I had told Linda too, bring others. If you're listening, bring others. I've t- said the email, I'll say it again. It's the word empower, then the letter A, then the number one at proton.me. Yes, no, please keep going. I'm sorry to cut you out there, Linda. I just wanted to show that out there no no, that's fine so in florida about uh, i guess about 15 years ago we have a hospital called jackson memorial hospital deep in miami 
which was the number one hospital in the country. It had the number one burn center in the world. Um, it's a, an amazing hospital with an amazing reputation. It's huge. But it was also a city hospital, and so they were expected to take anyone who came off the street into the emergency room was treated. And the state of Florida decided that it was just costing the state too much money to have all these freebies. So what they did was they hired administrators to come in, financial administrators, who decided that what they needed to cut was nursing. And they cut in one day 600 nurses. Um, a policeman came up to the nurse, gave him a pink slip, and walked them to the door, to their car. And that meant that the following day, every nurse that was left had to compensate for the people that were not there any longer. Hmm. 600 nurses out of a, a, a huge hospital. That's a lot of in nurses one day. to disappear in one day. In, in one day, day. they did. Hey, you know, I, and then, oh, okay, keep going. No, speak to it, yeah. No, I just want to say, Jackson Memorial was the number one hospital in the country. It is no longer even on the top 100 list. It's just not there It's anymore. gone. Wow. It's, it's just right there. The yeah. proof is in the pudding, really, huh? Yep. And then it wasn't bad enough. They went ahead and did it again in a hospital in Fort Lauderdale. And I don't know how many hospitals they did it after that. But that's, you know, a major thing is that nurses are seen as expendable. You know, you can't get rid of the MRI machines because they make lots of money, but they don't see nurses as making money. They see nurses as an expense. Yeah, or potential for turnover and uh, uh, turn on a new investment. You know, uh, I speaking to what you mm -hmm. spoke about for a single day, I and I'm thankful that it is being talked about by politicians, and I found it I, so far. I'm sure there's more, but it was from a year ago, I believe, a little bit over a year ago. It may have been, don't quote me on the time here, folks, but I know it happened. And it was with Senator Braun uh, of Indiana and then Senator Hickenlooper of Colorado. And they sat down and they talked about this. It was a Senate hearing. Very, in my opinion, very informative, dry, but it is a Senate hearing. That's my opinion too, folks. It's not Linda's or anybody else's, but it's mine. But one thing I really took out of that um, so far, because I got like 15, 20 minutes in, was there is. There's a projected shortage for registered nurses. And as of 2030, it's going to be uh, 200,000 a year. Yes, and I have a I have a theory about that. Yeah, there is absolutely there is no shortage of nurses. Thirty percent of the nurses that are working today are considering going into another profession. Nurses drop out at a huge rate. There are nurses in this country that are educated, you know, and left the profession because they would not work at such horrendous levels of hard physical labor, mental labor, responsibility, danger, and work for that piddly little amount of money that they were getting. So they went and got jobs in corporate, but they're available. They're out there. There's lots of nurses available. Mm -hmm. And the hospitals don't want to hire them. If they can fire 600 in a day, do you think they're going to hire 600 in a year? Oh, wow. No. You know what I've been trying to delve into, and I'm not the only nurse to speak to it, and I'd love to hear your own opinion on it, too, is some are, like you said, there are some who are looking for that career transition, and I actually had a really in-depth conversation with a 
CNA at a new facility that I, I'm working at and um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say their name, but I asked her too. I just, you know, talked about the podcast and I was like, what, what is it you really think your employer could give back? Like you've heard my pitch, like what is it you would want to contribute? And she had said uh, to have the employer be able to provide that whole career transitional program. So like if they are going to do like it is you're saying, like have that if their demand, the supply is there and the demand is not being met, then provide that career transition if they want to do that. So the turnover and the process as to what is happening for that, I think, isn't is what it's happening. I, I dug her input. I really wanted to delve into it because I was like, it was like, I hadn't even thought of it. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I've, I've heard some bad news about it, that mm-hmm. there are some hospitals that have set up, you know, when nurses uh, come in with a new nurse comes in with a bachelor's degree, mm-hmm. she's got a lot of knowledge, but she doesn't have the hands-on experience. Correct. And so the hospitals are signing them up to train them in that hands-on experience. Now, if you sign a contract um, that you're going to do that for a year, but your job is so awful that you quit six months, mm-hmm. the hospital is charging those nurses, so, you know, $18,000, $20,000 Oh, for the sign-on bonuses, training. right? That are like 15000 that's distributed over the year, and you right. get like, you get, what, $500 in the first three months, and then it's extended out beyond it's, it's all to benefit them you're right there is that contract right yeah and people and, and, and they're using yeah, that system then, right you'd say no right and they're not they're not doing the training that they're that they're promising but they are you know tracking these nurses down and, and suing them for the amount of money that they think they owe them Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's all about the money management right now. Right. It's Would you, uh, here, uh, for advice, well, hold on, here to empower those for preventional purposes, because I think that's one of the other benefits I'm taking away from, you, you mentioned uh, love and healing and then listening. And I agree with that uh, totally. And I just went blank on it now. Uh, so what my, my overall thought was, is um, I guess it's more just taking that stand overall for yourself and uh-huh. um, reading the fine print. Oh, that was it. I got it. And it's, and I'm not here to specifically show any of any companies out there. Um, but I thankfully uh-huh. through uh, the, um, NCLEX review that I did, it's no longer around. So I'm going to give a shout out to her cause I've never found a way to do this. I'm really happy. Linda, I'm sorry. I'm really taking this on. Name is Renee Bushta and Renee Bushta. Uh, thank you so much for recommending this too. If you are a new nurse or any healthcare professional, look into malpractice insurance because of this, not financial advice, but potential advice for you. If this is potentially the situation and you're hearing other people talk about it, this is one thing that you can do preventatively. Um, and that's kind of what we do as nurses too, is preventative more, right? Not remediation uh, if we can. But yeah, uh-huh. I, did you, would you speak anyway? Not We're not directly talking about any uh, specific companies, but like, would you speak to saying in this kind of a situation, would it really set a healthcare professional up for success to have what Renee Bushta, who I did, and I can send you all the info on her. I'd love to advertise her because the NCLEX review course is no longer around and that helped me pass the NCLEX folks. Honestly, that's my opinion. I'm definitely shielding that because I, I love her very much and I love her partner and the overall program. And it was put together by her mother who was a senior nurse as well. And now I'm inventing a possibility of you two talking in history, <laughs> but she's no longer with us, but yeah, shout out to her mother as well for her overall, um, I want to acknowledge her work too. So and they're both nurses. I'm sure she's listening. Oh, totally. Yeah, (laughs) totally. 120%. And I had a binder that was huge, but she walked me through. uh, And honestly, I'm not here to to put down any university in any way, shape or form. I just can definitely say I felt 
better educated and better prepared for the NCLEX from that review course that lasted, I think it was about a month. Don't quote me on that because it's no longer around, but you can look it up. B-U, uh, what is it? B-U-S-Z, Bushta. If you're curious, I'm going to post and uh, I'm going to find it on Wayback Web from their old website because it's probably not around anymore, but I'll show you folks. I'll literally put a screenshot as a picture somewhere so you can see it, even though it's not around. <laughs> but would you, sorry, back on topic here, would you recommend malpractice insurance? I carried malpractice insurance the entire 50 years that I work. Absolutely. All right. The hospitals will protect themselves um, every way they can, every way, shape, and form. Mm -hmm. And they'll protect the doctors. Um, and you're, you're the bottom of the list. And definitely, I, I, all, every minute I worked, I had malpractice insurance. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. And thank God I never needed to use it. Mm -hmm. um, but I know nurses that did. Me too. You know, so, yeah, yeah. you know, things happen. Yep. Things happen. Yep. You know, but. Uh, and it'd be nice if that were yeah. tax deductible too and included if this is the way the system is and what's happening in healthcare. Well, but, I, well yeah, I don't want to get off topic too, but. <laughs> yeah, well, topic two very quickly is I, when I was in. Speak home, to healing. No, we'll we'll no. always gravitate back to love and healing. That's what keeps me through my shift. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, you know what? I want to also gravitate back to the spirituality because I, you know, like... Um, you did speak. You wanted to speak to it. Please do, Linda. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, well, my book is called The Spirit of Healing, but because um, I kind of like to wrap up, too, with a, a quotation from a nurse practitioner that I work with um, as a patient, I was her patient, actually. She was a nurse practitioner working with my cardiologist, mm -hmm. and she was totally amazing. And we were working together one day, and I, and I said, to, and well, I, I was seeing her one day, and, and I said to her, you know, do you think there's a connection between nursing and spirituality? And she sat up straight in the chair, and she looked at me, and she said, it's all spiritual. That's what we do. And her name was Kim Geis. She's Kim. still working with the same doctor. Shout out to Kim. I was so proud to have her be my nurse and practitioner. And I got that. It, the reason I was so comfortable with her, she always listened to me. She heard what I had to say, made suggestions, and I got well. You know, so that there's, you know, it was just amazing. It's almost the vibrationals so, yes, of her, of her voice and the overall effect of listening and the interaction, right? Not just listening. From what I got from you, this is what gravitated with me and helped me get clear and complete was not just listening to respond, but like listening, like authentic and genuine listening. Action. That's it. Yeah, because you can hear what the person is saying, you know, when people are talking, but it's different from actually being with someone and listening to them. Mm -hmm. just listening to what is in their heart and what they're trying to communicate absolutely yeah. even if it's not in the right words i mean i've even seen more non-verbally in nursing for me i've had patients that are non-verbal i've had eye blinkers have you had eye blinkers that's the yes and no's <laughs> oh, yeah yeah you, you innovate you know you definitely I and mean, i've heard this quote and i'm gonna throw it out there i'm not here to advertise a, any kind of film or whatnot but they say as soon as you graduate nursing school you're literally a macgyver you get your macgyver degree as well Yeah, you know, with those with those kind of people, 
the listening is even on another level. It's more spiritual mm. than than someone who can actually speak to you. And it's a and then it's a matter of boy, you better get very creative in your questioning in order to discover what it is they're trying to communicate. Absolutely. Wow. I work with speech therapists um, that are amazing. I have one that made a contribution to my book. And um, yeah, I'll let you know when it's published. Yeah. And if you would like, I was going to say, I was going to say, if you have the Amazon link, let me post it for you. I totally will. When it, when that comes up, feel free. You know, I'm dead serious. I'd love to. Healthcare professionals, supporting great. healthcare professionals, you know, that's, that's a lot. And that's it's already great. happening, you know, mm -hmm. beyond the pizza. I'd like to say that out there, even though the CEOs are healthcare professionals, in my opinion, beyond the pizza, you know, like there's more than that when it comes to community with healthcare professionals, we, we can try on more. We can try on more than a single big candy bar around the holidays for a whole floor of nurses and night shift. I was a part of that. That happened. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not here to say who and what it was, but yeah, I agree that it's uh, I've, I've heard some nurses call it a renewal. I've heard some call it a transformation. Um, I'm here to help with the empowerment if I can, and I'm not going to do it alone. Don't want to do it alone. No, I can't do it alone, can't do it alone. but yep. Correct. And the best part is, is, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, nurses are so full of love. They're all hanging out with each other anyway. They love each other. Mm -hmm. We do. I, you know, I mean, it's just like underneath it all. Underneath it all. Yep. You know, and honestly, I, I'll speak for me. I think some of my, the best conversations and the ones that have kept me most sound, I think, throughout a shift, haven't, they, they, they've come from some nurses. But I think for me, the, the proper conversations have come from CNAs, environmental, all those who are there in the background, in the framework. And there's those who want to acknowledge and there's those who want to, or those who don't. That's really it. I, 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 yeah, it's the best way for me to, to distinguish it at the moment. Um, yeah. And this, that's what I've gotten out of it. How about yourself? Well, I was going to say the next time you have me on. Mm-hmm. I'll read a quotation from my book. Please do. Uh, regarding, yeah, regarding um, hospitals, you know, and the personnel. Mm. Everyone, every one of them is a healer. Don't care if they work in the laundry room, the administration office, uh, pharmacy. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Everyone is a healer. And we all contribute. Linda, you just you just brought me back. I'm dead serious. Uh, if I can share, I uh, my my great aunt. Is that okay if I share? I didn't get a yes or no. Sure. Okay. Uh, my great aunt. Her name was Aunt Liz. I'll never forget. Hey, you're good. Hey, I'm consent. Believe it or not, consent doesn't just go personally. You know, it can go professionally too. You know, I, I'm finding that distinction out too, um, and being able to introduce that into my life. But yeah, no. Uh, there was a, I had a great aunt. Her name was Aunt Liz. Never forget it. I'd go over to her house. She had a cuckoo clock. And that, that for some reason, I was obsessed with her cuckoo clock. Because it, it, it was whenever it hit the top of the hour, it'd be amazing. And she had lemon drops. And it's just the way she was. But I found out only after she passed. And it was when I started working at the same um, building, literally within the same building. And I, I worked on the same level almost, too, because that was my first healthcare job was I was a, a transporter, express transporter. And she used to work in laundry right around the corner on the same floor. And it's interesting uh -huh. for me, you speak of spirit and 
depending on whoever our listeners are or whatnot, um, I agree with you on my, on my, um, uh, in my opinion, when it comes to that spiritual aspect, because um, I felt it even as a transporter, um, or at least a guidance. And to hear that that's what she had done and you introducing that even with laundry, that goes to show me that my influence for healthcare was not as, it was even further back than I thought. So thank you for oh, that. Gosh. I want to acknowledge that. Great. I want to acknowledge you for getting there. Yeah. For seeing that. For seeing that for yourself. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's it's the amazing the possibility yeah. of sharing, folks. It's one of the things we do here on the Empower Podcast, believe it or not. Uh, we are a safe space for that. And uh, let's see here. After today and uh, what you we've talked about when it comes to uh, what's happening in healthcare, um, would you continue in the current profession? Oh, I am continuing in the profession. There's no question about it. I'm very active, uh, you know, as a retired nurse. As I said, I'm writing about it. Yeah. I'm active with the organization Nurses Transforming Healthcare. Um, I'm a longevity um, mentor. Um, you know, at, at 85, I have 19 years to go. My goal is 104. And um, I want to be alive and well and healthy and mentally alert and have my children and grandchildren standing around the bed saying, isn't this old lady ever going to die? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my goal. In life. That's a great goal. That's a wow. I love it. And I, I'm now changing this whole overall concept. I think now from now on, folks, that question that we had before is going to be, how are you looking to continue to give back in nursing and healing? Linda, thank you for that. I'm sure. I think that flows a lot thank better you. too. So here we go, folks. 